0: Hi everybody i'm so glad to be joining you today to be continuing on our series in first peter and a very special happy mother's day to all the moms out there i know that this is a message that's going to really encourage your heart um, for all of you not just the moms not just the women i think peter has something that's going to really help us um, be encouraged and be focused for each one of us today and so if you've been with us in this series, you know that the first three chapters of 1 Peter, um, Peter's been writing a letter to believers who are really suffering um, under Roman rule and oppression. They've been enslaved, and he's been really speaking into their place of suffering and helping them with some really practical tools on how to um, just how to survive, how to thrive, how to live godly lives in the midst of intense suffering and persecution. Today we're gonna take a look at chapter four and he takes a little bit of a shift into a more positive kind of helpful approach of saying, let's shift our focus from our circumstances. We've acknowledged the circumstances are hard. Now let's shift things to realize that you still have opportunities, even in the midst of the suffering to serve one another. And so we're gonna take a look at, at this idea that suffering doesn't steal your opportunity to serve others and to be a blessing. So let's look into chapter four. We're going to skip down to um, to verse 10. We decided to skip verse seven, which if you have a look at it, says the end of the world is coming soon. It just didn't really feel like that had a good Mother's Day ring to it. And I know that some of you moms are feeling especially like today, like the end of the world is coming in your own household. And so you don't need to be reminded of that right now. We're going to leave that for a whole other sermon. Okay, so we're going to skip down to verse 10. And like I said, this is for all of us. It's not just for moms. So men, stay tuned in. Women who are not mothers, this is an encouragement for all of us today. Let's read our key verse today in 1 Peter 4, verse 10. Peter says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. So first of all, we've all received gifts from God we've all received a multitude of gifts, the first and primary one being the grace of God. As believers, as humans, we've all been given the opportunity to receive this grace of God that we find through Jesus Christ. The grace that is found in salvation and the grace that God gives us his unmerited love and the unmerited blessing and favor from God. So this is a gift of God to you. It's for you specifically. You have to take a hold of it. No one can do that for you. No one can receive it for you. It's from God for you. And beyond that, Peter specifically talks about a great variety of spiritual gifts. So each one of us, the Bible tells us in many places, is also given spiritual gifts. And these are, these are grace gifts. They're unique to you. Um, the Passion Translation I love uses this idea of grace gifts. It says, every believer has received grace gifts. So it's still tied up in the grace of God. It's his unmerited favor to you that he gives you these spiritual gifts that you can use. And these are gifts from God that are for you, but they're primarily for somebody else. They're primarily for you to use to bless somebody else. They're also a blessing in your life. They're also useful to you, but they're given from God to you to be used for someone else's benefit. And that's what I love about the nature of the upside down kingdom of God. that that when he gives us things, they're actually for us to use for somebody else. And then they use what they have for somebody else. And it just keeps on going in this beautiful beautiful picture of giving and of serving. And that's the gospel, isn't it? That's the God that we serve. He has shown us that through Jesus Christ and taught us that so well. And so, you know, when I think about this idea of a gift that you receive that's primarily for somebody else, I do think about Mother's Day. I do think about those gifts that some of you moms have received, maybe even today, that are something like a small household appliance, perhaps, that is for you, it is useful to you. It does make you more effective, a blender, a toaster. Maybe you've received a really extravagant gift, moms, and you've received like a new dishwasher or a washing machine. Useful gifts, they make you more effective, but they're primarily for using to bless somebody else, aren't they? So dads, no judgment. If that's what you got today for the mom in your life, the woman in your life, bless you. There are other things you can give that are more useful specifically for a mom. We're gonna leave that for next time, but you have next year to always make up for it. Right mums, we love blenders, we love toasters, but we understand that those are gifts that are primarily for somebody else's benefit. And so it's just the same with spiritual gifts. There's gifts we receive, they do benefit us. They do make us more effective. They're useful in our lives, but they're primarily to be used for somebody else. The NAV says this, it says this verse says, we are called to use the gifts we've received to serve others as stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And I think this word stewards is a really important word, and it's a really key word for us, because a steward is someone who manages something for someone else, right? They manage something that doesn't belong to them. They take care of it, and they steward it. And so these gifts that Peter's talking about were given to us by somebody else. He says right, right at the beginning, God has given each of you a gift, so it's given to us by somebody else. It actually belong to somebody else, and we're just stewarding them. We don't even own them. They don't really belong to us. They were given to us by God and they're for the benefit of somebody else. So you can really see a picture here that this is not all about us. In fact, this isn't about us at all. This is all about somebody else. You know, if you met a great chef um, who was like on a cooking show and you said, oh, I just love watching you cook. I love the meals you create. Can you tell me what your favorite thing is to make at a dinner party? And if that chef were to say, dinner party. I don't have dinner parties. I only cook for myself. That would be a very strange conversation, wouldn't it? You would never imagine such a thing, that somebody who has a great gift only uses it to benefit themselves and not for the benefit of others. It's the same picture here that Peter is creating for us. Um, You know, when we start to understand that the gifts we've been given are given by someone else and they're for someone else, that gives us great freedom. Actually, it gives us freedom to um, let go of our expectations that we're going to receive a certain gift or the comparison that, you know, my gift isn't as good as your gift because we didn't decide who got the gifts. Right. We didn't distribute them. We just received them. It also helps us to have the freedom to let go of control of maybe how the gift is received and what happens when it's given by us to someone else. We don't have to control that anymore because we're just the steward. We're the recipient and then the steward of the gift. The Bible teaches that there's a great variety of spiritual gifts. So you can always read more about this. In Romans chapter 12 and also in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there's lots of teaching about a bunch of different spiritual gifts that people have. But one thing is in common, they're always given to benefit others, and to serve others. Let's go back one verse to see some examples of of some gifts that Peter talks about. He doesn't have an exhaustive list, but just a couple examples that I think we're going to be able to apply to our lives today. Um, 1 Peter 4 uh, verse 9 says, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. This is the gift of hospitality. And I just want to Let you know that even right now, even in this time of isolation, there are ways that you can be using your gifts. Peter is letting these believers know that even in a time of intense persecution and suffering, you have opportunity to serve. And the same is true for us today. You have an opportunity to serve. It's not limited by your circumstances. It's not limited by quarantine or isolation. You can still serve somebody else. If you have the gift of hospitality, you could still cook somebody a meal and drop it off on their doorstep. You can sanitize the containers and leave it for them. If you want to be really crazy, you could just leave it anonymously and be a blessing to them. You could use your gift of hospitality to bless somebody. You know, you could even do something simpler. You could order skip the dishes for somebody and send it right to their house. You could still use hospitality in a different kind of way. You can get creative in this time. And I love seeing how people have been creative um, in this season. Let's go on to um, verse 11. There's a couple more examples that Peter gives. And he says, do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. That's powerful language. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. So he talks about a couple more gifts here. First of all, the gift of speaking, or it could be of teaching or encouraging. Those are gifts that are so beautiful and so necessary, especially in this time, you can certainly still make a phone call right now to encourage somebody. You can still be teaching somebody through um, so many different platforms in person or online, God bless our teachers right now. They're doing an amazing job learning how to teach in a whole new environment, and they're doing incredible. They can still be using their gift of teaching in a new environment, and they're doing that. You can encourage somebody. Can I just tell you, you can always encourage somebody. You don't need to be face-to-face to to do that. You can phone them. You could write them a card, a good old-fashioned card, and put it in the mail. How beautiful is that to receive something that's not a bill in the mail? Um, You can use social media to encourage. Can I encourage you to encourage a mom today? Hopefully your mom or another mom you know, just encourage them, tell them what a great job they're doing and that you appreciate them, that you see them. Peter also talks about this gift of helping or compassion, or acts of service, where you just love to serve. And there's so many ways you can do that even now. I know it feels like it's different, but you know, there's beautiful stories of people picking up groceries for somebody and and dropping them off for them, helping them in practical ways. You know, you just saw a video about us and the ways we were able to bless the, the Cridge Center this week. And we had women who wrote cards to other women that they have never met. And we put them in gift bags and they're cards of encouragement to reach out to women. Um, we are gonna be sending money this week through Kingdom Builders to India to help feed 200 families who are in need there are still ways that you can help and that you can serve even in this time. So let's get creative. Let's ask God to expand our mind and to open our eyes to the opportunities that are still right in front of us. You know, I just wanna tell you that you may be isolated, you may be quarantined, but your gifts are not quarantined. They are not limited. Your gifts can go somewhere that you can't go right now. There's a lot of places you can't go, but your gifts still can. When you write a card and send it, when you send an encouragement, when you post something encouraging, when you drop something off for someone, That gift is able to go to a place that you can't physically go right now, but your gift still can. Isn't that so beautiful? You know, we say that a lot about our moment of financial giving, that your money can go somewhere that you can't. It's the same thing with our gifts. And I just think this is such an encouragement. You know, in this season, in my life, I have a group of of girlfriends that we've been friends with um, for decades, honestly, and uh, our lives are all busy and full with kids and families and jobs. And and to be honest, in normal life, we don't gather together that often in person. And, and we just live our lives. We touch base once in a while and we do gather um, when we can. But in this season, because the pace has slowed down and it's been different and we're all craving social interaction, we've started a weekly Zoom call and... And we just are going through a very simple study together but the main thing is that we're praying together we're praying for each other and a couple of those girls really have the gift of prayer some of you have the gift of prayer and right now, more than ever, that is a powerful gift to have. That is a gift you can give somebody. I have been so encouraged by having a weekly call with my friends where they are praying for me specifically by name, specific needs. Can I tell you that that feeds my soul and that propels me into the next week? whatever is coming. I know that I'm covered. I know that I can send a quick text and be covered in prayer because of someone else's gift being activated into my life. And you can do that as well this week. Can I encourage you that some of you um, who have that gift of prayer, you can text a prayer to somebody. You can pray with someone over the phone. Maybe that's a little bit outside of your comfort zone. Maybe you normally just pray in your own house or in your own mind, but stretch yourself and ask God to help you get creative with the ways that you can serve in this time. You know, it takes intentionality and it takes strength to use the gifts that you have and activate them so that you can be a blessing to somebody else. I just wanna shift for a moment to Proverbs 31. And I know that you men right now are gonna be like, oh great, I knew she was gonna get to something really girly but I wanna say that Proverbs 31 is for all of us. The woman that's a picture here is a picture for all of us. It's not just for the women, it's for everybody to learn from this woman of character and strength who is a great example for us. So let's just take a look at one one key part um, in verse 17. In the ESV, it says this, it says, she dresses herself in strength and she makes her arms strong. Another version, the NLT says, she is energetic and strong. She is a hard worker. Do you see a picture here? This is a picture of a strong woman, a strong person who uses what she's been given. The whole chapter is describing how she uses the gifts that she has to benefit others, to serve others, to lift them up um, to the people around her, her family primarily, and the other people in her sphere of influence. Verse 20 says, she extends a helping hand to the poor and she opens her arms to the needy. You know, strong people, extend their lives for somebody else they lift others up with their lives with their gifts you know i heard a really incredible concept around this and it just stuck with me so much i want to share it with you and it's this that it takes more strength to lift someone than it does to hold somebody down did you hear that it takes more strength to lift somebody up than it does to hold them down you know i have a 16 year old son zach And he is taller than me now. He's certainly stronger than me. He's been working out. He's getting big muscles. And there is probably no way on earth that I could lift him. Certainly not if he was laying down that I could lift him up. Maybe if he was standing and I got really low and like lifted from my legs, not my back. I might be able to lift him an inch off the ground, but probably not. I think I can't lift him. I'm beyond that. But I could sit on him if he was laying down and probably hold him down for a couple of seconds. That doesn't take as much strength, does it? It takes more strength to lift somebody up. I think moms model this so well for us. The idea of extending our lives for somebody else, to lift them up, to let them soar, and to use our gifts to serve them in a way that often goes unnoticed. So thank the moms in your life today and let them be a picture to you of this beautiful idea of extending ourselves to lift somebody else up. You know, Proverbs 31, 25 just has a a quick little phrase about this woman being clothed in strength. And I love that idea because you know what? Clothing is something that you do intentionally. You get out of bed, you're not already clothed. You have to go choose what to wear and you have to choose to put it on. So she's clothed in strength, the Bible says. That means that's an intentional choice she made. That's an act that that she took that day to clothe herself in strength. You gotta do it every day. You put your clothing on every day. Thank you, Jesus, that we all put our clothing on every day, right? And so it's it's just this idea to me that it's intentional and that it's something you choose to do. So you choose to activate the strength of God that's been given to you and put it on every day. I know some of us would say, oh, I'm not a strong person. I don't have strength. Um, but I wanna tell you that God says otherwise. It's all through his word. He tells us, you be strong and courageous. It's a command. He says, you put on strength. Um, you take him at his word and you access what's available to you in Christ, and he's given you strength today, so choose to put it on. Let's be people who wake up every day and who say, I'm gonna choose to put on the strength that God gives me to serve someone else. If we get back to 1 Peter, I love this phrase. In verse 11, it says this, after he's described how we can serve others with our gift, Peter says, do it all with the strength and energy that God supplies. Isn't that so good? I love that. I think the moms in the house are going to be cheering right now. God supplies you with strength and energy. I just love that. This is a promise from God and it's also a command. It's, it's to use that strength, to put the strength on, do it with the strength that God provides, but it's also a promise that God's gonna provide that strength and that energy that you need to serve somebody else, exactly what you need, right for that moment. That is a word for somebody today, and I think that sounds great for all the moms, myself included. So I just wanna wrap up and, and give you a couple of really quick thoughts that kind of bring this all together, um, what we've been talking about and learning from Peter. How do we use our strength to serve? How do we use strength to serve somebody else? Well, first of all, we have to recognize what we've been given. We have to know that that we have been given gifts. And if we don't know what those are, we can ask God for them. We can ask God to say, can you reveal to me what it is that you've given me that's unique, that you've given me that I can be a blessing to somebody else? Because we know that we all have them. Maybe you need to ask somebody who's in your world, who, who's close to you, who sees your life. Uh, maybe you just need to ask God directly. He's going to reveal that to you. There's lots of clues. The things that you're passionate about, the things you're naturally good at, the things you're drawn to, those are all clues for you and can i just give you a hint that if you haven't taken grow track uh, this is a great opportunity to do so because that's exactly what grow track is about it's not it's about finding out more about our church and our vision and our history but mostly it's about discovering the gifts that god has placed inside of you that are unique to you and how you can use them to serve the body and so if you haven't taken grow track yet you can do that online today it's easier than ever go to gt.church And you can do it all online. We have grow coaches who are going to walk with you. But we just want to help you discover and activate those gifts. It's exactly about this. So you have to recognize what you've been given. Second of all, you have to live clothed in strength. What we just talked about. You have to choose every day to put on that strength of God that he says, I give you strength. You have it accessible to you. So you put it on. You choose strength. You choose to walk in strength and serve in strength and live in a place of strength. There's no excuses. There's not a better time. You can't say later when I'm not as busy. I think God has actually specifically given this season, allowed this season in many ways because it's taking all the excuses away from us. he's saying, you know, you don't have all those excuses you used to have that you're too busy. And so let's activate these things in our life now. Let's take grow track. Let's ask God to reveal things to us. Let's walk in strength now because there's no time like the present and we have the time now to focus on these things that are gonna really help us for our future. And the third point is this, let's then use what we have to serve others. Use what you have to serve others around you. Keep your eyes open ask God to reveal opportunities for you because they are all around you. Would you just say, God, would you show me the things that I could be doing even now to serve somebody else? Um, My girls have been reading some books about Christian heroes of the faith. And we love to, to read them because they're true stories about people who did really incredible things. But you know, what's so interesting is they all did incredible things for the kingdom um, with such meager resources, with just what they had. And usually it was not much at all. The one I was thinking about uh, that came to mind when I was thinking about this was Corrie Ten Boom. Many of you know the story of Corrie Ten Boom, and it's quite an incredible, elaborate story. Um, but but one piece that we read about recently was when she she had to go to a concentration camp. She was sent to a concentration camp with her sister, and she had nothing. Of course, this is basically the worst conditions we could ever imagine. But she had one thing with her. She had her Bible. And she had a spiritual gift that went with that as well, the gift of faith. And so she used the one thing that she had, and she activated the strength that she had, and the faith that she had to say, I'm going to use this Bible, I'm going to stash it away and pull it out every night when I'm in the barracks with these women who are so desperate, who are at the end, and so um, desolate and overwhelmed and near death. And I'm gonna read this Bible and I'm gonna to begin to transform this little area that I am in, this barracks that I've been I've been um, sequestered to. And she began to transform lives by using the one thing that she had. And so none of us right now are in a concentration camp. Things are not that dire. Things are hard, we are suffering, but we still have something. We always have something that we can use. And God is asking us to activate that with faith and strength to be a blessing to someone else. You know, when we live like this, we're shifting our focus away from our circumstances, away from ourselves, and onto God. We're trusting that we can use our gifts to make an eternal impact in somebody's life. It's something that really matters. We're not going to waste a day. We're not going to waste a moment. We're not going to waste this time wondering when it's going to be over, wallowing in self-pity, thinking of all the things that are hard or that we miss. We're going to get busy activating the gifts that God has given us to um, to matter for eternity in somebody else's life. And you can do that today, and I can do that today. The fruit of the gifts that we have been given um, is the blessing of others. That's the fruit. The fruit is the blessing of others. And when you get to see that, sometimes you have the opportunity to see the blessing that you are and, and what a joy that is. It propels you on to the future. And I just love that as you start giving, as you start using those gifts and serving, then you just receive more. It's It's like a beautiful overflow concept of like, I get more, so I'm overflowing so I can give you more. And the more that I serve, the more that I receive. And that's how the kingdom of God works. And it's so beautiful. We only have this one opportunity. We only have this one life, this one day, and this one moment to serve somebody and use what God's given us to make an eternal impact. So let's do it, church. Let's be people who are gonna be resolute and using our strength to serve. Um, 1 Peter 4, verse 11, the second half of it, wraps it all together and he says, "You know, I've told you these things, and then he says this, then, then when you do this, Everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. Everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ if you act in this way. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Friends, it's all about Jesus, do you see? It's all about Him. And once we get our eyes off our circumstances and onto Him, we see that we can be part of that eternal impact and that eternal kingdom. We can shift our focus, just like Peter is asking these early believers to do, shift their focus off their circumstances, off the the challenge that they have and upwards to Jesus um, and onto the opportunities that they have right in front of them. Even in this time of suffering, it changes everything. And you're going to be so blessed when you do that. I'd love to pray with you now. And, you know, I know that there's some of you right now that, that are thinking about this grace gift of God that he's given each one of us. The, the first point that I made, recognize what you've been given. And, you know, you're recognizing even now the gift that you've been given, a free gift of salvation in Jesus. And, and you're feeling right now, like that gift is for you. And I want to tell you that is God's grace for you today. It is for you today. You can receive it today. You don't have to wait any longer. And we want to help you do that. We want to walk with you. So if you're feeling like you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to say yes to him and and receive this free gift that he's given you, you can do that today. And that would be the best decision you could ever make. You can text um, LIFE to the number that's gonna come up on the screen and we have team members who just wanna text back with you and encourage you, real life people who are gonna text back with you and help you on your journey. But I'd love to just pray for you right now. If we'd all pray together in our homes, um, we can do that together and you can make one of the best decisions you've ever made in your life. So would you pray with us? Jesus, thank you for your free gift of grace. Thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ and the salvation that I can receive even today. So I reach out to you, Jesus, and I say, would you cleanse me of my sin? Would you help me to, to turn around completely and face you, Lord, instead of facing my circumstances, instead of doing it on my own, I confess that I need you, Jesus, as Lord of my life. And I want to surrender my life to you and receive this free gift of grace. Thank you, Jesus. I commit myself to you from now on in your name I pray. Amen, amen. And as we continue to pray, I'd love to just pray for the rest of us as we, as we consider what Peter has taught us this week and, and look around for opportunities to be a blessing. I'd love to pray for you that God's gonna anoint you, that he's gonna open your eyes and that he's gonna help you to be a blessing to somebody in a way that maybe you've never imagined before. And so let me pray for you, church. God, we thank you for the gifts that each of us have received, for the grace gifts that we've received in our lives, primarily for the salvation of Jesus Christ and the gift of grace that we receive. Lord, I thank you for the spiritual gifts that you've given to each one of us. And I pray that this week, those gifts would be released and activated in every person's life who's listening. Lord, I pray for those of us that maybe don't know what our gifts are, that you would reveal that to us. You would open our eyes to see what it is that you've created us to do and how we can be a blessing to somebody else. Lord, I pray that you would give us opportunities right in front of us, show us what we can do even now, even this week, during this time to be a blessing, to serve somebody with the gifts that you've given. Lord, I thank you for those this week even that gave towards the Cridge. And we just pray your blessing over the families and the women there that are receiving these beautiful gifts this week. I pray that the love of Jesus would just overflow into their hearts and lives and that they would, they would just see the practical and tangible love of Jesus, that they would be blessed in every way. Lord, we pray for every mother today that she would just feel the blessing and the love of God lavished on her, that she would know that you see her, Lord, and that you love her and that you have created her with strength and with grace for every moment. Lord, I just pray that every mother would feel so blessed and so loved today. Lord, we are so grateful that you see us and that you watch over us, that you take care of us. We have so much to be grateful for. We're thankful for this place that we live. We're thankful for our health, but we're thankful for provision financially, emotionally, and in terms of our health our physical and mental health. Lord, we just pray for provision and blessing for every person to flow um, through your kingdom and into their lives today and this week. Lord, our hearts are full. We are so grateful and we want to be part of uh, what you are doing in an eternal sense. And so help us to see the opportunities that are in front of us and use our gifts this week to make an eternal impact in someone's life. Lord, we love you. We glorify you. And we do recognize that it's all about you. It's not about us. So we give you glory today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, we love you so much, church. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope your hearts feel so encouraged.